this time we are going to talk about the word. And uh, uh, let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege to be here serving you. I pray that you would give us wisdom and grace to understand your word and courage to apply it into our lives. I pray that you help me with my language difficulties. May you bless the congregation and the pastors and elders that uh, may all be blessed with the preaching and the study of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This morning we read in, in the Bible reading, we, we had this portion that everybody knows about, this uh, the sower and the seed. And, and for me, it's uh, the only way that we can understand many things that are happening in evangelism. And uh, please open your Bibles on uh, Mark chapter 4. And we find there a great, unique lesson given for God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, went out to teach. That means we are hearers, we are the students, and we have to pay attention, we have to understand the, the lesson, we have to apply it, and the lesson will change our lives the way we are. Uh, this lesson comes together with subject, objectives, complete with uh, teaching and training. Remember that the Lord Jesus Christ promised to be with us until the end of the age. In Matthew, uh, we stay in uh, Mark, please. But in Matthew uh, 28, 19, the Lord is commanding us to go and make disciples. Here in Mark chapter 4, he is explaining us how those disciples are being born to a new life by the preaching of the word of God. Okay, uh, until we understand this parable, we won't be able to uh, preach the gospel and to see what the Lord is doing. The lesson is very simple. Uh, the Lord is talking about this farmer that goes out and plants a seed. It's something that we can understand and uh, difficult is nothing there, but it's very, very difficult to understand. First, the Lord gives us the elements of the uh, parable, the sower. He's talking about the seed and the different kinds of soil that are, are stony, thorns, and fertile soil, and the reactions of the people that listen to the word. Uh, and the ones that received the word and apply it into their lives, they produce 30, 60, or 100. That's not, not too much difficult to understand that. Then 
in the second spectrum, the Lord is talking now about Christians. The, the believers are the ones going to plant the seed. Now he's talking about the seed as the word of God, the gospel of salvation. Then he's talking about, in the second level, about the word of the Lord. The invisible things, there is a word that we are, uh, a phrase that we are going to study that says, you don't know how, because that covers, uh, makes a difference between things that we can see and the things that happening when we plant the seed of the gospel that only the Lord is doing is his territory, his, his power is in display and is working, his grace and everything. Uh, then uh, he speaks about the devil, the devil that is the one uh, that takes in this case the word away and uh, the devil is the opposition. In, in, this, uh, in the presentation of the gospel, the devil takes the word away when uh, it's not being applied right away to their hearts. Is the one making us to believe that the preaching of the gospel is only for pastors or evangelists? that is not for everybody. The devil makes us to feel that we deserve privacy, good quality rest, and cozy home to stay away and, you know, spend some time. I have troubles uh, with my brother, Will Simpson. <laughs> Thursday more, Thursday, uh, every, every week he calls me and says, Jose, are you coming to prayer meeting tonight? <sighs> oh, I, first, I don't know. You know, the devil start attacking me and I start looking for excuses. I live in Rockport. It's too far away, coming night, my car is not too good. So, you know, the devil says, Please tell him, no, you are far away. You have enough excuses not to go there. You know, besides that, they start praying until 12 at night. Are you crazy to go there? You know, stay at home. Your wife needs you. And, and uh, you know, it's too cold out there. The gasoline is too expensive. And the devil makes me say, uh, brother, it will be next week, maybe. You know, please pray for me. So I don't go. Uh, somehow, I miss that. Every time I go, because I used to go years ago, and it was a blessing to be there. But you have to fight. The devil is attacking us. The devil is uh, the one that keeps us busy doing something else. He makes us believe that other things are more important that we serve the Lord. And, and we have many excuses, and we feel right about. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, uh, 4, the scripture is telling us that the devil is the one that keeps the understanding of the unbelievers blinded. So they cannot see the light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So 
uh, in the second level, the Lord is telling us about the devil. In uh, the first time we didn't, from verses 1 to 10, we didn't see the devil. But now the Lord is explaining about the unbelievers, that they are the soil where we have to plant the seed. Uh, are we really <coughs> able to go and do something? Because uh, we are working with Merrimack Outreach uh, Ministry, going out to present the gospel. And, uh, you know, it's to call, but we are there. And we know the people are not happy opening their homes on Saturday morning and receiving us and talking about church things and talking about the gospel and doing this thing. So, uh, uh, but we go. And being there in knocking doors, I think it's the most difficult thing that you can do. Knocking doors, present yourself, and start talking about the Bible, inviting them to come to church. You say, huh? Huh? Especially me, because, you know, <laughs> it's difficult to understand me, but, you know, when they understand, no, 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 we are all set. Uh, we don't need you. Okay? Some people say, uh, are ready to open the door and to receive us and, and maybe to talk about the gospel and those things. But <clears throat> I want for you to understand that the Lord Jesus Christ did prepare us to be the light, to be the light and uh, uh, to present the gospel. We are his workmanship, his his lamps, we are the light and we are presenting, uh, we are have the power of the Holy Spirit, we are, we have everything. It's not me going there. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ says, I, we, I will be with you to the end of the ages. So when you're going to present the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ is with you. I hope we don't do the things, you know, I feel the temptation sometimes to do it, uh, you know, like let's get over with, you know, uh, how many packages I have to uh, give to these people and start, you know, 20, 20, 20 houses and that's it, see you later, bye, that's it, one hour. Uh, I did it. No, the attitude, is solemn, precious, uh, is the Lord Jesus Christ going with me. I wish that I can say when they open the door, see this, see God embracing me here. He brought me here and I want you to know him. But they don't, they don't know him. They, don't, they cannot see God working uh, with us. So if we do it the right way, we will have really great rewards. Uh, when we talk about the elements of this uh, parable, and let's open the Bible, please, uh, uh, there where you are in verse 14. The sower sows 
the word. The sower is a believer who surrenders his life to obey the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. I imagine that every one of you are busy doing something for the Lord. Uh, not everybody is doing the work of evangelist or a pastor or many of you are teachers and you are doing your work. You have a gift to be whatever you are doing. But if you are not doing anything or if you are doing something, it's very important to understand that <clears throat> when we have someone near to us, we have to plant the seed. And how are you going to be prepared to plant this seed? I don't think it's uh, something that we can do it carelessly, without care. Yeah. We need several steps. Number one, to be clean, to confess your sins, to be ready to present yourself in the altar so the Lord can use you the way he wants, not the way I want or the way you want. So if you are clean, if you are uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, and then the Lord will use you, you have to second step to be prepared to know some verses. And it's not too much, even if you don't have too many verses that you can learn. You can, you can have a little piece of paper to read the verses. But the willingness to go and make disciples is the important thing. Uh, if you are prepared mentally, if you are prepared emotionally, if you are prepared spiritually, the Lord will grant for you a crop. This parable is telling us the story about a sower that went out and planted a seed. The seed grows and the seed will make a plant, a, a you know, something marvelous that we call plant. We're going to talk about that. After the germination, after the process of uh, that we cannot understand, grows up and gives flowers and then crops, and then closes the circle, comes back to be a seed again. And it's a new generation that can take seeds from the new crop and uh, plant for the next generation. Uh, we all understand exactly how someone came and talked to us about the gospel. That's why you are here today. And now you are talking to somebody else. And uh, somebody else that you might never see, but you will see him in heaven. Um, When we talk about planting a seed, uh, let's uh, uh, read the Bible. And uh, we were in chapter, in verse 14, chapter 4. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is uh, saying that the sower sows the word. 
And these are the uh, number 15. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, when they hear Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Uh, uh, then in verse uh, 16, these likewise are the ones sown in stony ground. Then in verse 18, talks about the ones uh, sown in among thorns. This, uh, <coughs> these things that we don't see when we present the gospel to someone, we, we just give the word. I'm, I'm here speaking to my friend because I've been working with, with him several years, Will Simpson. I'm very glad that he's not here today. Uh, he's calling me several times a week. Jose, I have another name for you. Another name, okay. I got my book. Okay, so this so-and-so, I, I found this person in the street and I preached to her. And please, can you go and see this person and invite them to go to church? Because they said tomorrow they will be in church, or this coming Sunday. And you know, I go there sometimes and knock the door. Hi, my name is so-and-so. Do you know Mr. Wilson? He talked to you about the gospel. Uh, yeah, but you know, uh, we're not ready to go to church or something like that. People never comes. I see my brother Will crying with tears, saying, why these people don't come to church? And it's only the Lord Jesus Christ who can bring their, them here. You are here because the Lord Jesus Christ brought you here. Uh, it's not because uh, Mr. Simpson or Mr. other person brought you here. The power of the Lord brought you here. And that's why we have this parable uh, that is full of grace. And the, the parable, have you seen they don't, uh, the Lord didn't mention the word grace, but uh, we are going to see what the Lord is doing to help the farmer for, the, for this seed to grow up. Let's go to the verse 26. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed in the ground and should sleep by night and arise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. And this is the important uh, uh, phrase that I was uh, talking to you about. We don't know how a seed germinates in the heart of people. Even in the soil, in your garden, when you plant seeds, little things that comes in a little package and you put it there in the soil, 
few days later after you water them, you see the little things coming up. But what happened with them? This is a mystery. If you study a plant, you have to see that under ideal conditions with soil, water, and temperature, uh, they have a program you know, to bring beautiful flowers. Uh, beautiful flowers with uh, wonderful designs. You can see an orchid, a rose, uh, even, even corn has a beautiful flowers, uh, little hairs and uh, many, a shape that is impossible for a man to do anything like that. It's something that uh, really is very, very uh, depends on God. Because I do believe that every plant has a computer inside. How come uh, they, they measure time exactly when they have to bloom, when they have to grow, how, how, how big they have to go, how they can screen the pollen that coming from another plants and don't get mixed up? that we, by these days, if we're in man's invention, we will have an avocado that looks like coconut. But no, that is not happening. Uh, where the perfume comes from the flowers? If you dig up the roots in your soil, you will see just dirt, and from there, a beautiful perfume, a beautiful shape, a beautiful uh, flower comes on and, uh, and it dies. It's the perfect illustration of the life of a man, a person that is being touched by the hand of God, by the power of the gospel, and then we have the beautiful thing that the Lord can say is my workmanship. I made them. I am sustaining them. And I am using them. Uh, we don't understand many things about flowers. We, the uh, people, the scientists that uh, study those things, they, 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 they give you some explanation, but you don't know anything. You know, if you cut a tree, we have a big, big uh, tree, and you cut it, put it down, Explain me how the water goes through the fibers of the wood up to the top. It's not, it's not little things. I, I never see a pump pumping water up to the top of the tree. It's, it's not, I didn't see a vacuum sucking water. It's, it's a mystery. We don't know how. That's what the Lord is saying. We don't know how. And the same work better is doing with us uh, that uh, to receive the, the word, to be changed, you know, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. In Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 says, if you are in Christ, a, you are a new creature. I, I study the Bible like you do, and I came to the conclusion that more than 100 things 
more than 100 things happening. In the moment that someone receives the Lord as a Lord and Savior, in the moment that you believe your sins are forgiven, don't worry, I'm not giving to you the 100 one, but you can find that in the Bible. You become a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are uh, light. Uh, you used to be darkness. Your sins are forgiven. And uh, you, you have the power of God. You are one with God. That's what the Bible says. And many other things. But uh, the Lord, remember, is saying that we don't know how. So we have to go and plant the seed and let the Lord to do the rest. He has life. Like he gives life to a seed in the ground to become a beautiful flower or a beautiful uh, plant. He can do the same thing with us. We cannot manipulate. We cannot force people to be believers. We have to be prepared to present the gospel. If you don't know many verses, two verses. First Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 will help you to present the gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures, he was buried and resurrected at the third day according to the scriptures. If you mention this to a person, this person will not be the same, never again. The Holy Spirit will start working with them, things that we don't know. Imagine that because you have a good teaching here, you know that the three persons of the Trinity had to work in order for someone to be saved. The Father chooses and loves. The Son redeems and the Holy Spirit seals you for salvation. So it's a great work that the Lord is doing that he says, you don't know how, just plant the seed. Just plant the seed, get ready. This is one big problem when we start talking to people and we say something that is not the word of God. Because the, my words will not have power on anybody. You have to learn verses and say it to people. Because the Word of God is life and powerful. And that's what we need to understand. Get ready, get prepared. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ says, without me you can do nothing. And if you study for 20 years this verse, you will end up in the conclusion that we can do nothing. And, uh, you know, in John 15, 1, the Lord says something wonderful. My father is the vine dresser. When you plant the seed, God himself is working. But you know, I, I don't understand the plan of God. Because 
if he wants to say someone, he could be there and say that. You know, I do it myself. But give us the honor to participate as co-workers with him to, to save one person, to, to gain rewards. And how, how are we doing with that? That's the question. Know how God, what God is doing, what I am doing. I'm doing the right thing for the Lord. I'm getting prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm presenting the gospel to, to anyone that is around me. I don't like to knock on doors, but, you know, I, I do it with the people that are around me every day. I have only a few minutes, but... Uh, uh, We have to explain how the ground of the human, of an unbeliever, is when we plant the seed. And for that, please go to Ephesians chapter 2. I think this is part of what we don't know how what the Lord is doing. The seed has activity under the ground. The seed needs to be covered, needs the right temperature, humidity, nutrients, and time. It needs to be protected from bugs, fungus, birds, etc. Under the right condition, in the exact time, the process of germination starts, and then we can see very little but complete plant growing. When we plant a seed in someone, when we present the gospel, the Lord allows us in these verses, Ephesians chapter 2 from 1 uh, to 10, explains the condition. You see a beautiful person, but inside the Bible says that we are dead in trespasses and sins. The picture of the spiritual things are awful. Good person, but the inside is dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, in verse number one, with sinful flesh fulfilling desires ourselves. And verse two, walking according to the course of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that who now works in the sons of disobedience. Besides that, in Romans 2.14, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. In Romans 5.10, being enemies of God. And then how you can plant a seed in someone and expect to be here the following day? Maybe, maybe. You know why? I can plant a seed and pray with someone because many other people 
presented the gospel to him, and this is the time that this person is mature and ready to accept the Lord. But it's a process of time, requires a long time, and then the person will be here. But according to these conditions, of uh, spiritual conditions, of the soil, because when this, uh, the Lord, when he talks about the soil, we are from ground, we are clay, and he's talking about us in, the, in this parable. And the grace comes in these verses. Uh, one uh, says uh, in Ephesians, by grace you have been saved. It's no one merit. It's no one condition. It's nothing positive about us, even with the good preaching of the gospel, that we can react and be the ones that accept the Lord uh, and be transformed in new creatures. It's only the work of God himself that gives us the mercy and grace, the power to be resurrected. You know, there is a, a verse, I don't remember exactly what it is. It's, the Lord says, greater miracles than me you will do. Is that serious? Can I do things? Yes. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's in John chapter 5, verse 24. Let's go there, please. 5.24. John 5.24. I think I am sure I have a different version than you, but it says, Mostly, assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Can you resurrect people? If you preach the gospel the right way in the right moment with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, this person comes from death to life. Yeah, we can do nothing, like the Lord says in, in John 15. He will, through us, resurrect people from death to life. That's what he's saying. I, I have to finish, but please don't get discouraged when, things, when you preach the gospel and things are not happening. Uh, the Lord can you in a, a wonderful thing. I really, every one of you and me, all the believers in the world are wonderful people and spiritual, spiritually talking with the power of the Lord, with, uh, with uh, we are the light uh, or, and uh, we are ready to, to take on any kind of ministry. Uh, we have the grace of God. In 1 Peter 4.10, as every man had received the gift, even so minister the same to one 
to another as, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We are the stewards of the manifold grace of God. We have the grace. We cannot be silent. We have to start given that this grace that we receive in the moment of salvation to others. Uh, we, we need to start a ministry. Do you have a ministry? The Bible says, the harvest indeed is plenteous, but the laborers are few. In Matthew 9.37 says that. Our time is running out, not just for me to finish this message, uh, but life is going quick. The dates are the days are going too fast. The opportunities are here and we may not see them again. Start right now putting your life in the altar. Let the Lord use you. He can prepare you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to be a sower. Study the word to obtain a good method of presentation of the gospel. That's not difficult. Every time you see you have a here next to you, present the gospel. You can start presenting the gospel to every member of your family. Are you sure your kids know the gospel? Had a good presentation? We drag the kids here, you know, to they can listen to the pastor. But the honor that the Lord gave me is that I can present myself, the, uh, the gospel to my kids. And one time, I, I do believe in child conversion. You never know. I see many kids that learn, that uh, receive the presentation, and, and they from... Uh, I, I am say from three years old, but I, I believe that parents, we have to be careful that at the age of 12, at the age of 14, our kids had a good presentation of the gospel that I gave to them. It's an honor. And, and they are not going to refuse to listen to me. Uh, they can see my testimony too, so they, their lives will be changed in, because uh, I am doing the work. Uh, will you sometimes consider to open your home for a home Bible study? That's not simple. But the Lord can bless you if you are willing to do it. One of our dear sisters in the Lord, in this congregation, a year ago was suffering many things. And uh, she desired to serve the Lord. And she started getting ready to prepare a son, uh, home Bible school. He talked to the pastor, and the pastor is helping her. And she started about two months ago with one person. Now she has seven. 
And I see her as a different person. It's not complaining about this, it's not, but searching the word, getting ready to teach, and being blessed. And this is great, something that you can do. Have you uh, thought that the Lord sent you to a terrible work to be an employee? Sometimes we believe that the Lord has a sense of humor and sent us to suffer. But you know, we have 60, 30, how many people at, at work at, around us? They hate us. We hate them. If we don't see the right perspective and a spiritual uh, situation, that could be your field where you can be a missionary. If you are praying for them, if you, if, if the Lord will honor you and will start giving a crop in that place. And instead of being a problem being there, the Lord will bless you greatly. You can do that. My sister Barbara, the nice to retire, she keeps on planting the world and, and teaching and doing things. We're supposed to have the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not honoring people here, but you know, it's great to see those examples around us. Uh, um, imagine that if you go home and have one hour a week to explain and to talk about this sermon on Sunday morning, this subject, with the family, with your kids. Did you understand what the pastor was saying? I can help you to understand. The wife can interject and then start getting a home Bible study. Next time, grandma is coming to hear these things. Then the uncle, then a neighbor, and, and soon you'll be planting or doing what the Lord wants for you to do. Uh, we have this, uh, I'm going to finish soon. Be patient with me, will you? You know, this magazine is free. And we are sending just the last part to more than 100 people, the devotional of the week. We send the people with an, one of the articles. We don't do anything but copy and paste and send them through email for more than 100 people. One lady, my friend from France, she is telling me that she feels wonderful reading this. I, I'm, I'm sure that many throw it away or eliminate the thing, but many are reading it. The church in Guatemala is getting this every week. You can do the same thing. You have a lot of friends that we, you can send. Start for four, five. Every, every, every week you will help people to be different. You will be doing this. The, teach a class of evangelism. We need teachers of evangelism. We, the Lord will prepare you to do that. Sign up to be with uh, Mary Mac Outreach program, not once a year, 
Empty pleasures to go every month, every Saturday. If you want to go out, talk to me. I go with you. Uh, visit people. Uh, and uh, I will finish here. Praying for you and asking you to not be hesitant. Do something so the Lord can use you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we thank for your grace and mercy for the great miracle of our salvation, for the grace that has been given to us to be shared for the salvation of others. Forgive us for not bringing you our 100%. Help us to be courageous and good sowers of your word, to be the light on a lampstand. Bless everyone here, and we ask you this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.